저 처음 뛸때 골등했어요. 제 좋은 목표는 제 바로 앞에 있는 선수를 이기는 거였어요. 그렇게 어떻게든 그 선수를 이기고 나니까 바로 그 다음 선수가 목표가 됐고 그렇게 한명두명 앞지르다 보니까 어느덧 내 앞에 아무도 없더라고요. 그렇게 고교부 신기록 세우고 졸업했어요. I came in last in my first race. My first goal was to run faster than the guy in front of me. I tried my best and finally managed to come in faster than him. Then my next goal was to beat the next guy in front of me. I kept doing that one by one and after a while no one was in front of me. That's how I graduated high school with the fastest record. Kinka and Quinka, 여러분 안녕하세요. This is Rome, or Dojin, your Kinka, Chingu, and Kinka classmate, who also happens to be the host of Kinka podcast, K Drama and Language Learning. And today is actually the beginning of the second season of the podcast. So just last week we had our season finale featuring the Netflix show. It's a thriller, and it's called Sweet Home. If you still haven't listened to that, please. Check it out before you listen to this episode. Although it's fine, you can listen to the podcast in whatever order that you want. So for today, it's the first episode of the season, and we're going to feature the show Run On. But before anything else, I would first like to thank Audi, a friend whom I met through improv, and he also happens to be a graphic artist, and so he helped me out with recreating. You know the podcast artwork, so you can check out my new podcast artwork, and we have a better Kinka vibe going on right here. So if if you like to see more of all these artwork, I'll put a link.、Uh, I'll put his Facebook link on the show notes so that you can check out his other works. Also, some news about the podcast. Just this week, we're able to enter the charts. You know, through Chartable. Or is that chart table? It's chartable, I think. It's chartable. So we've entered the podcast charts this week, and we've reached、uh, top seven on the Apple Podcast Philippine TV review category. So there's a lot of categories, to be honest. And so depending on the category, if there's a lot of players in there, then it might be quite more difficult to enter the charts. But This week, I was able to—I mean, the podcast was able to reach the top seven spot, and I'm really happy. And it's all because of you. So thank you very much for continuously listening to this podcast. And yeah, I'm doing all of this for you so that we you know we can spend time together talking about K drama, the Korean language, Korean culture, and other things which may or may not be related to Korean. So yeah, now that. I have already delivered all the thank yous and the relatively new news about the podcast. Oh, okay. Before I forget, because some of you have been on the podcast for quite a while, you might be, you know, you might have noticed that the podcast title has changed. It used to be just King Ka, King of K Drama, a podcast for language learners, and then I changed that to King Ka Podcast, K Drama and Language Learning. The reason is because it's hard for people to look it up. Because I, I was using Korean characters in the title, and yeah, if I, if I tell people like my friends, you can just Google Kinka podcast, but then 
you'd have to type it in Korean. So a lot of my friends don't really know how to read or write Korean. So I just spelled it out for my friends, and I, I hope you have no qualms against it. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so that's all the news that I wanted to share before we start. It's the beginning of the second season, so uh, you know, somehow uh, there's a lot that I wanted to say in this episode, but I, I may not be able to say everything. So yeah, f- first of all, I-, I just wanted to share those news and I wanted to thank these people who has been helping me, including you who are listening to this right now. And so for today's episode, we'll be following the same format that we did last week and I think it's gonna be what I'll do for the entire second season. So, so we'll have the vocabulary words of the week. So those are five words. Um, we're gonna cap it at five minutes, and then after the that one, we'll have the discussion and commentary about the show. So maybe that would be for about 20 minutes, and finally we have the song recommendation of the week, study tip, and the words of wisdom from K drama. So yeah, so how, how about that? Let's begin with the uh, weekly vocab. Alright, so for this episode's weekly vocab, we'll be having a few shinjo-o and churma, or in English, slangs and abbreviations. Actually, I, I really like this show because of its use of contemporary words or slangs and a lot of abbreviations and i think that's the concept of the show run on so there's a translator and and that's why doing this i mean having a lot of slangs and abbreviations is quite valid so all right so for today's episode we have five words as usual so let's begin first word kwanjong 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 is an abbreviation of Kwanshim Jongja. Kwanshim Jongja. Kwanjong. And it literally means an attention seeker. Okay? Kwanjong, Kwanshim Jongja, an attention seeker. So, sample sentence. Nado Kwanjong ingayo? Nado Kwanjong ingayo? Am I also an attention seeker? Am I also an AS? We don't really use AS in spoken English, I think. I'm not sure if there are people who use AS for attention seeker. Maybe in text? I'm not sure. I mean, I've never used that word. But that's how it was translated in the show. Okay, second word. Pink bit. Pink bit. Pink bit. Okay, so that's a slang. It means a word that figuratively describes the atmosphere of love between men and women. Pink bit. Um, literally, it's pink light. So yeah, it's a figurative word that describes the atmosphere of love between men and women. Sample sentence. 두 사람 사이에 빛 소문이 돌고 있어. 두 사람 사이에 빛 소문이 돌고 있어. There's a rumor that the two are romantically in love or romantically involved. Pink bit. Alright. Third word. Alsu. 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 Alcohol seregi. Alcohol seregi. So it's like alcohol trash. But if you say alcohol trash, like what does that mean? So it actually means uh, a lightweight drinker. 
also alcohols ready a lightweight drinker all right keep that in mind all right sample sentence 내가 알쓴지 아닌지 너가 어떻게 알아 내가 술 마시는 것도 못 봤잖아 내가 알쓴지 아닌지 너가 어떻게 알아 내가 술 마시는 것도 못 봤잖아 How can you know if I'm a lightweight drinker or not? You haven't even seen me drink alcohol. Alright, alsu alcohol siregi or a lightweight drinker. Fourth word, olpyang, olpyang, olgupyangka, olgupyangka, meaning facial appraisal or assessment of the face or judgment by physical appearance. So here's a sample sentence from V Live Fansubs. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't be superficial. So that's it. Or judgment by physical appearance and final word musong eja musong eja asexual so it's a gender i mean yeah it's a gender musong eja asexual sample sentence holmes는 여자나 남자에게 성적 흥미가 없는 무성 애자예요 holmes is essentially asexual with no erotic interest in men or women so those are the five vocabulary words of the week. Let's review them. 관종 관심 종자 An attention seeker. 빙비 A word that figuratively describes the atmosphere of love between men and women. In the show it was translated as lovey-dovey. 알쓰 알콜 쓰레기 A lightweight drinker. 얼병 얼굴병가 or judgment by physical appearance. Musong eja, asexual. Alright, so those are our weekly vocabs and I hope you remember them. If you're not really into the Korean language and you've listened to all that, thank you very much. And it's good that you learned five new words for today. And for those of you who are really studying Korean, then add that to your vocabulary list. and. If you want to look for more information about them or you want to um, get back to the sample sentence and the definition, you can always check the show notes. I always put these things on the show notes. Alright, now that we have already delivered the weekly vocab, it's time for us to talk about the show or the drama Run On. Before I tell you more about my thoughts regarding the drama Run On, let me first read to you the plot synopsis by the Asian Wiki staff. A love story between Ki Sung-gyum and Oh Mi-ju. Ki Sung-gyum was once a popular sprinter for the national team. Due to a case, he quit the sport. He then begins to work as a sports agent. Meanwhile, Oh Mi-ju writes subtitle translations for movies. She was thrilled when she first saw her name as a translator during the end credits. She meets Ki Sung-gyum, who just quit being a sprinter. She feels they were destined to meet. Sodana is the CEO of a sports agency. She is the only child of a man who runs the Somyung group. Because of her gender, she's pushed back on the list of potential successors to the Somyung group. She lives fiercely to take back what originally belonged to her. Lee Hyung-wa then appears in her life. He is a university student majoring in art. He likes movies and croquis, croquis, croquis drawing. Alright, so 
Yeah, that's the plot synopsis by the Asian wiki staff. Basically, this is telling us that this is a love story between four people. Ki Sang-gyum, Oh Mi-joo, Sodana, and Lee Young-wa. Although, yeah, so in this podcast, this is actually the second romantic drama that I've watched or I've tried to feature in this podcast. The first one is Record of Youth. So that's a romantic drama. I'm also watching romantic comedies, but those are different. So True Beauty and uh, Mr. Queen, those are romantic comedies. So I, I wouldn't put them in the same category as Run On because for me, Run On is more of a romantic drama. And because right now, my only reference for romantic drama is uh, Record of Youth. So, so somehow I'm trying to compare it with that. So here we have, uh, it's, it's still the same story of boy meets girl or girl, girl meets boy. And there's this status play, which is somehow similar to that of with the show Record of Youth. So there's status play, but maybe... What I like here is the meeting between Oh Mi-ju and Ki Sang-gyum are more natural as compared to that of what are their names? I already forgot the characters in the Record of Youth. I mean, I think this one is more feasible to happen as compared to that because a makeup art. Well, it's is well, I guess I'm wrong. I mean, it's possible for both of them. So, and I have no statistics to tell you that this is more possible than that. But yeah, I guess for me, this is more believable than the meeting that happened in Record of Youth. Okay. So right now I have this five discussion points. So first point is about the characteristics of the leads. So that's Ki Sang-gyum and Oh Mi-ju. And then... Second is second and third would be um like somehow controversial topics that are involved in the show. Fourth is about sexuality and gender roles, and fifth would be my favorite character so far. So those would be my um uh, you know five discussion points. I don't have a script, so sometimes I you know I I just say things without really thinking properly or sometimes just you know some thoughts come to mind and then i just say them um i want to fix that and i want to be better at telling you stories or telling you my thoughts articulating my thoughts but it goes a long way i've been doing this for just a few months like two three months i mean i have another podcast you already know about that if you've been following me for quite a while but that's quite different this one is I'm discussing and commenting on dramas and I haven't really done this for so long. So just two or three months, it's, you know, I, I'm still testing the water. So I, I hope you understand and, you know, just feel it like I'm telling you a story and we're friends in a coffee shop or wherever, wherever you are, maybe you're commuting. So it's like I'm sitting next to you and telling you about my thoughts on this drama. So that's how it's like. Okay, cool. I, I'm also cool with that. So, yeah, about the characters. And as much as possible, I, I don't want to give you spoilers or anything. But, yeah, um, I'd always prefer that before you listen to the podcast that you have at least watched the show or you're fine um, finding out about some some of the plot, you know. 
because I, I don't want you to hate me for telling you you know something you might think is critical to this story and then you you feel like oh he, he shouldn't have told me about it yeah I, i don't like that feeling although sometimes i tease people and tell them spoilers i really do that with my close friends like hey this character is gonna die something like that but anyway for us our relationship is kind of different so it's up to you if you've if you're okay with spoilers or not so if you're okay with spoilers just go on i try not to give spoilers but there might be so yeah all right so about the lead characters omiju and ki sanggyam so ki sanggyam is an athlete he's a sprinter a runner and omiju is a translator and also an interpreter actually so actually i am very uh, i really like this combination of industries being put because if you remember record of you so i'm going back to record of you there's a makeup artist and a model turned actor so it's that industry for me that's a single industry but this one is you have an athlete and you have a translator who works in movies and films so these are like two different industries and i, I really like it you know The reason why I like it is because it's showing us different world industries in dramas and, you know, showing us working people. Um, by the way, I haven't told you. The reason why I started watching Run On is because of Im Shi Yuan. I, I really like how he acted in Mi Seng. That's one of my really favorite K-drama. And... When I found out that he's gonna be the lead for Run On, I immediately put this show on my list. Because I, I really liked Mi Sang, and because I really liked that, I was thinking that, okay, so Im Shi Wan is also gonna star in Run On. Uh, there's a very high probability that I will also like this show, so that's why. Okay, so yeah, uh, going back to the industry... Yeah, the sports industry and the movie and translation industry. I haven't done a lot of sports, although I've played soccer. I do run myself. Um, I I try a lot of sports, but I, I'm not very athletic. But somehow I can relate to, you know, trying to do your best and competing and pushing yourself to do something to be great at. So somehow I can relate with Ki Song Yum in that way. And translation, uh, I think you should have already known this before, but yeah, uh, so you know that I am studying Korean. I'm currently level 4, going level 5, and hoping to reach level 6 soon. And I have experience translating Korean to English and English to Korean, although mostly Korean to English because that's much easier for me. And I also have experience interpreting Um, for foreigners so it's like there's a Korean speaker and then I would interpret those to foreign people although most of these are unpaid experiences so usually voluntary things or you know wh when I was touring around Korea and then I'm with foreigners and then we get to meet these interesting people and they talk and my friends couldn't speak Korean so I would interpret for them so kind of informal experience in translating and interpreting although 
I actually I actually did a few formal translations, but anyway, so I, I'm just saying those things so you know that I can relate to the struggles or whatnot of Omiju's character. So athlete and translator. Yeah, and uh, I find their I mean I find this combination super uh, I wouldn't say weird, but it's it's new. It's something new. An athlete and a translator. And somehow I, I think that's why the show is called Run On. Because run is... Well, run on. Maybe it's something like run onward. Keep pushing forward. Something like that. Run on. But also it means run on as in run on sentences. Maybe. Although I haven't really heard anybody from the show say something that's so run on. Although, although to be honest... If you read a Korean sentence or a Korean paragraph in a story or in an article or something, usually they're very long. And when you translate them to English without um, cutting them into more sentences, you definitely have a run on. Like one Korean sentence could be very long that you can actually cut it into two or three sentences in English. But if you don't cut them, it's going to be run on. Yeah, so just saying this based on experience okay so yeah i think for now that's what i want to say about our characters um so i didn't tell you much about their story so yeah i didn't spoil you yet okay second thing so there are for, for me there are two things that kind of a uh, controversial topic that's being shown in the show in the drama so first is violence in sports um yeah I, I think it's interesting that this thing is being revealed in a drama like being shown that this is something that could possibly happen or that is maybe actually happening in sports culture uh especially even to national athletes so in the show there's seniors beating up their juniors and so there's that kind of violence and well, that's not the issue even. The bigger issue is that the authorities within the organization are aware of it but are not doing something about it. So there's that controversial issue in the drama that's being presented to us and maybe would would make us think of our very own organizations whether there's some sort of violence that's going on. And it doesn't even have to be a physical you know, physical sort of violence, but it can also be emotional, psychological violence. So wh whatever organization you're in, make sure that there's nothing like that, maybe. Okay, so yeah, there's that violence in sports that was shown in the drama. And another thing that I find interesting is a religious politician being married to a really famous actress who happens to be a nun religious person or an atheist i think we've seen a lot of politicians in korean dramas and we actually i i'm not sure if i'm not sure if it's a trope that politicians in k-dramas are always bad uh, i'm not sure i i haven't seen a lot of korean dramas with politicians but so far all the politicians that i've seen on korean dramas are not super good so like this one, in this show, the politician is actually the father of Ki Sang-gyum. 
and he's quite religious to be honest but then even though he is religious he he doesn't you know he he doesn't embody the kind of father that we the ideal father that we think of so it it, it appears like in the show that he is a politician and he just uses his family to keep having more gains in the country like he's even thinking of running for president and for him to do that he has to use his wife his daughter and his son and he's sort of very utilitarian in a way and what's even more interesting is that he has that bad character and yet he goes to church and he acts as if he's goody goody even though he isn't and i don't want to speak in a very judgmental manner but so far that's what has been shown to us um so far as uh, right now while i'm talking to you i have only seen the first eight episodes so there are eight more episodes so so far from those episodes um we the only things we see about the politician is that he's not ideal yeah so far that's all we know and it's it's like he's a bad father so that's kind of the trope that we're having here maybe we'll, that will change we'll see i'll update you next week in the next episode if that perception changes okay so there's one more that's very interesting i think in the show and you would have already heard. i mean there's already a preview because in the weekly vocab i shared the word musong eja which means Do you remember what it means, musong eja? It means asexual. So what I'm trying to tell you now is this show, Run On, is touching on the topics of sexuality and gender roles, which we don't usually see in Korean dramas. Or at least for me, I haven't heard or seen them before. So first thing is the idea of asexual asexuality or not be or not having erotic interest in both men or women so in in the show there's this character there's this character named mei who happens to be the roommate and only of omiju and she said that she's a musongeja that she is asexual and for me as a person i'm i, I already told you my age A number of times i wouldn't tell you now but <laughs> but yeah right now as old as i am i haven't really me- met a lot of people who would say that they are asexual but yeah I-, i think i met a few people who said that they are like that that they have no erotic interest in both in either men or women and seeing this on a show somehow validates them And I, I I kind of like that because it means that we are recognizing them as part of a society that we're living in. So as sexual. So that's one thing. I know sexuality and gender roles are very complicated and I'm not an expert to talk about that. But I'm just saying that it's good that we're seeing these things on Korean dramas because a lot of people are watching Korean dramas. So why not use this platform to inform more people about these kinds of issues and another thing is lesbianism or is there an ism to that but anyway about being a lesbian so in 
run on, we have this character, Sodana, or somehow she's part of the love triangle between Ki Jung-gyum, Omiju. So she's like, you know, trying to be part of the love triangle. But then she said that she's a lesbian. So for me, um, I'm not sure if she's going to keep that character being a lesbian until the end because um, there's this part that says, you know, she's going to fall in love with Lee young maybe. But yeah, but she said that she's a lesbian. Uh, I'm not sure yet if she said that just so she wouldn't get married or if she really were a lesbian. But anyway, it being said in the show is, you know, it's a way to make people be more aware about it. Although we can see that um, like the father of Sodana was still very not accepting about it. Like he was even saying that if you get married, then you'll straight up, you'll get yourself fixed. So uh, I think that's still the stance of a lot of people about LGBT. Uh, but it, it's a good start. I think it's a good start that these kinds of conversation are being started or being, you know, discussed in K-dramas little by little. So it's a good thing. Although, so uh, aside from asexuality and being lesbian or LGBT, there's also this gender role, although it's quite cliche already. It's an old song, you know, that women cannot take high positions in companies or anything or cannot even get their heritage because of their gender or because of them being a woman. It's quite an old song, but it's still a struggle. So I understand that, you know, it's it's still not equal. But, you know, we have these strong characters in the show that will somehow try and try to turn the tables. So, um, yeah, so I'm right now I'm trying to tell you that I really like the character of Sodana. And to be honest, I like her more than Omiju. Like, I don't know. The development of character of Omiju so far is... Uh, I don't find it interesting. Um, sometimes I've, I feel like... Why is she acting this way? Like, uh, Why does she try to play hard to get with Ki Sung-gyum? When, in fact, she was the one who first liked Ki Sung-gyum. Right? So s- somehow I felt irritated because of that. But anyway, that's the that's how the writer wrote her character. So, yeah, I I I I cannot do anything about that. But for Sodana, I really like her character. She's a very strong woman, and she knows her place. Like, and when we say she knows her place, she knows that she deserves to be on top. And it's it's so good to see strong women characters in K drama. And especially one that's in position and, you know, trying to balance things out and play against authorities. I especially like when Sodana was talking to to Kizongyam's father. And it's, I, I don't know if that's how it is right now. But normally, if you're a younger person and you're talking to someone older than you or someone who has authority... I I don't think you would have the guts to talk to them as if you're equals. But that wasn't the case for Dana. She was really strong and it's like it's like she was showing the father of Ki Sung-gyum that hey, I'm on my game here and you can't just push me because I'm a woman and because I'm younger than you. 
something like that. So I really like the character of Sodana. And yeah, should I say that I like the lead characters? Of course I like them, but it's not like I especially like them. So right now I think I especially like the character of Sodana. It's really cool. And well, the character of who's this? Mr. Zhang, the Xiljiang Nim. What's Xiljiang Nim? Like a secretary general or a chief secretary, that kind of thing. But usually, Sodana just say, Nemur gone my belonging. And yeah, he is a very interesting character as well. I mean, maybe I'd like to play that character sometimes. Like maybe when we do improv. Huh, it's a very interesting character. Honestly, Yongwa's character is really good as well. I mean, he's young, he's a college student, and he's very bold and courageous. Uh, yeah, is that the word that I should use? I mean, he is not—he's not afraid of authority. I mean, Soldana is the president of a, of a company, and and Yongwa had the guts to just you know reach out to her and you know play by his own rules. So that's also interesting and. Okay, an interesting thing too between Lee Young Wan and Ki Sung Young is the itty, itty thing. You know, like making the other person feel your un- emotion by connecting your fingers together. That was really fun, and so somehow there's also this sort of bromance being shown to us in the show. Um, although I don't really like the usage of the word bromance because um, I don't know. Does it have to be like that? I mean, you can just be friends, you know. It's just two male friends being really intimately close to each other. Um, I don't know, but anyway, it's people's usage of words, so for them, that's bromance. Um, how do you call that one for girls, though? Sisterhood. Anyway, so I I don't know how you call these things, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I might forget. But we also have the character of Lee Jong Ha. What's his character in the show? Ushik, Kim Ushik. So Kim Ushik's character is also really good. I mean, his his storyline, um, his storyline has driven the beginning of the show. But towards I I think from episodes five to eight, we uh, I didn't really see him a lot. And um, well, that's okay. I I don't know what's gonna happen to him, but I, I think he's still very close to Kizanggyum, and somehow there's this parallel between the relationship of Ushik and Sanggyum, and Miju and Mei. So well, that that came from Omiju. She's the one who said that. But yeah, so there's a lot of interesting characters in the story and yeah i'm very interested to know more about them and to know more what's gonna happen next although right now i don't really have as much questions about the show as i would have had in sweet home had i tried to cut it in the middle but right now i'm saying like okay so i think this is gonna be just a happy ending and you know the story is just gonna keep moving forward maybe Although I am not sure yet because Sodana is currently asking Sanggyum to marry her. Oops, spoiler. That's a spoiler. That's the only spoiler that I said. Maybe. <laughs> Alright, so right now I think that's all that I want to say about the show. About K- about the K-drama run on. 
And so next week we'll, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to watch the rest of the episodes from episodes 9 to 16. And we'll have our final discussion about Run On. And if you want to talk about it more, um, you know, we can chat on Reddit or Twitter, wherever you want. I'll put my details on the show notes. So yeah, that's our initial discussion and commentary about Run On. And for now, I'll give you my song recommendation of the week. And my song recommendation of the week is Run To You by Lucy. And this is actually OST of Run On. Why am I recommending this? Well, isn't that obvious? It's because it's the OST of the show. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting song because it has this vibe of it can be used when the when what's happening is sad but it can also be used when what's happening is happy so it has that kind of vibe it can be happy and or sad at the same time so yeah you can listen to it and if if you're studying korean you know you can turn on the captions and sing along or just read the lyrics so uh i i think i already told you before that that's how i became a fast reader by singing along into Korean songs or sometimes karaoke songs. So you can try try that too. Okay, so that's our song recommendation of the week. Please listen to it. I'll also keep listening to it this week. And if there's something to discuss about it, let's discuss about it on next week's episode. Uh, yeah, and study tip. So our study tip for today is what's our study tip. Let me look at my notes. Okay, so our study tip for the week is to write something daily in Korean. Write something daily in Korean. It can be just a word. It can be a sentence, a paragraph, or a page on your notebook. Whatever it is, that's okay. But yeah, that's the study tip. To keep writing something in Korean. So that, you know, your writing muscles wouldn't deteriorate. So if you... Snooze, you lose. That's what they say, right? But that's like when when you don't do something about it, then you lose. So when when you stop using your Korean skills, that's that's when you lose the language. So write something daily in Korean. If you have no idea what to write, and if you're not that fluent in Korean just yet, and maybe if if you're just learning the characters, because there might be very beginners who are listening to this. And you're not yet used to the characters. I would say write your diary in Korean. So if you're an English speaker and you're not very fluent in Korean just yet, but you just, you know, you just want to practice writing Korean characters, then write an English diary, but use Korean characters. You can do that. But if you're already fluent, then why not write your diary in Korean language as well? Um, I'm not doing that, but maybe I should. I'm usually just writing a script for my Korean ASMR once a week. That's quite long, like 1,000 words, I mean 1,000 characters. But maybe I should write more frequently. Since I ask you to write something daily, maybe I should do that too. But I, maybe I should just start with one paragraph a day. Because, you know, I, I'm already like writing a lot of things every day. But yeah, you should try that. That's our study tip for the week. Okay, um, is. I hope we're not running over time. But okay, so finally, before I say goodbye to you from this episode, let me leave you with our Korean drama's word of 
wisdom. And what is it gonna be? Okay, so let me read to you our K-drama's word of wisdom of the week. I'll read the Korean first. 왜 실패를 과정 안에 안 키워주지? 실패하는 것도 완성을 향해 달려가는 과정의 보함을 시켜줘야죠. Did you get that? Okay, in English, why not include your failures as part of the process? It's also a part of your journey to success. Okay, so that that line was actually said by Oh Miju to Ki Sang-gyum. So that's how it works. Um, we try and try to do things and then we fail. And yeah, sometimes we want to take out the, the failures from our experiences, you know, like let's forget all the failures that we've had in the past. But that's not how it works. Like if you're an actor and then you've audition a lot in the past and you failed a lot of auditions in the past those are part of your process so it's also part of your journey to success so what i'm saying is embrace failures it's okay to fail um failures are just you know just that they're just part of the process um i don't want to add flowery words about it because yeah, it's just that failure is just part of the process and we just we should just embrace it. If we always succeed, then I don't know what's what are we going to expect. Our expectations are just going to keep bigger and bigger. So for for me failing is somehow a balancing act. Well, it it's not always nice to fail. Yeah, I'd be honest with you, it's painful to fail. Like failing in subjects and stuff. But anyway, this is not about my story of failing or anything. But yeah, that's our K-drama word of the week. To embrace failures and to remember that it's part of your journey to success. So it's just like a step on the block. It's just part of the of the journey. So yeah, I guess that's it for the f- season premiere of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening to me today. I really appreciate you, um, you know, supporting the show, listening to me. Um, some people even send me messages telling me that, yeah, this is really good. Um, keep doing it. Um, like there's this person who told me that I was following you when you were um, reviewing the vocabulary. So I really appreciate these kinds of comments. And moreover, if you're learning something from this or somehow if you you know you just want to have someone to talk to about korean dramas although we can't really speak to each other but you can always tweet me on twitter i always say that but interestingly nobody tweets on twitter maybe that's not where you are so that's fine anyway you, you can just you know talk to me while listening to the podcast if that works for you so yeah that's it thank you very much kamsamnida um tell me bio 안녕하세요. 아직도 여기 있네. 가세요. 아니면 just listen to the next episode, but there's none yet. Alright, listen to the past episode. Alright, thank you very much. 안녕하세요. Bye bye.